back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 26, Things to Do on a Rainy Day. Mary, what happened this week? Color Me Bad was a boy band in the 90s that I didn't know about and also didn't bother to look up. Donna liked them before they were cool. David tells her he'll try to use his status as a school DJ to get passes for him and Donna to see them perform. There's also a radio contest to win tickets, and since Brenda won free skydiving that time, Donna enlists her phone-dialing expertise. Kelly says they should just watch the show on pay-per-view. Donna's mom interrupts their dialing with news that she will be out late doing doctor's wife things and they don't win the (laughs) tickets. Also, it's raining. David shows up at Donna's with the news that he knows Color Me Bad will be staying at the Bellage Hotel. They put on their raincoats and go wait outside the hotel with a whole bunch of other people who also had insider information. They try to follow the band into the hotel but are stopped by security. David devises a scheme that will get them into the hotel, booking a room at the hotel. As they make their way to their room, they run into Donna's mom in the elevator. Doctor's Wife charity event is on a lunch break. As David and the girls set out on their mission to find and meet Color Me Bad, Donna worries about running into her mom again since she lied about why she was there. They stake out the lobby and follow someone with a pass to the elevator. The band is on the penthouse level, but they don't have a key to access that floor. They try a service elevator, but can't access it that way either. Kelly borrows some keys from a housekeeper and hops in the elevator with Donna as David and Brenda run to find the stairs. Donna exits the elevator, not wanting to leave Brenda and Donna David behind. Kelly rides, um, rides on up to the top. David and Brenda end up locked in the stairwell and eventually locked out of the hotel and in the rain. Donna does run into her mom in the hallway again, kissing some random man who's not her dad. Kelly meets a groupie and discusses their different motives for doing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) While hiding from security, Kelly meets Brian from Color Me Bad, who honestly looks kind of frumpy and has a weird mustache. She meets the band, and Brian promises her four passes so she and all her friends can see the show. Donna is too sad to go, so they check out of the hotel. On their way out, Donna's mom sees them and is angry that they're still there. Donna confronts her mom about the affair in the hotel lobby. Later, at the Walsh house, Felice and Donna have a fight in the living room while the Walshes wait in the kitchen. Felice agrees to let Donna stay at the Walshes until she cools off. Cindy talks to Donna about that one time she made out with that creepy photographer and through... Throughout all that mess, she never stopped loving her children. Donna Donna talks to her mom and explains how Felice's actions hurt her and that she's scared about the future of her family. Felice promises Donna she will always love her. David comes to rescue Donna from all the sad feelings with a trip to the peach pit. Kelly arrives with Color Me Bad, who serenade Donna as she eats her mint chocolate chip marshmallow jelly bean sundae and makes out with David. (laughs) Um, Brandon and Steve. Oh my God, there's more. <laughs> I, I thought you were just going to ignore that part. Nope. <laughs> I was like, and nothing happens with the boys. Bye. Brandon and Steve throw a grapefruit to each other and demand that Dylan come up with something fun for them to do. Jim and Cindy are going to the museum to do something. <laughs> Steve suggests a road trip to Vegas. Dylan suggests massages from people who advertise in the newspaper. Steve suggests strippers who advertise in the newspaper and calls Brandy. 
Later, the doorbell rings and Brandon consults with Dylan and Steve on how to greet a stripper. When he answers the door, he's surprised to find Andrea full to the brim with newspaper ideas that just can't wait till Monday. The boys suggest other things Andrea can do instead of be where they are, but she has no intention of leaving. Brandy eventually arrives and the boys struggle to conceal their intention to see some titties. Andrea spends the day getting to know Brandy, who is in college at UCLA, works other jobs besides dancing at parties, and has a husband and son whom she financially support. Uh, eventually, it is time for Andrea to go home and for Brandy to do what she came here to do. Brandon stops Brandy from dancing because it's hard to objectify someone when you remember they're a person with a life and feelings and family and friends. <laughs> they pay Brandy and send her on her way. Cindy and Jim come back home as Brandy is leaving. She introduces herself as Cindy's cousin and Brandon scrambles to cover up the truth. Later, Jim tells Brandon he found Brandy's business card, but he doesn't get in trouble. Oh my god. Okay, so can, yeah, can we just like talk about the boy stuff and just get, get it, it over away. with? Yeah, it fine. makes me so angry. It's just so dumb. Like, I love even at the very beginning, it's so stupid because like Steve talks about wanting to do this road trip to Vegas and Brandon's just like, it's raining out. No. It floods there. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Brandon? That's so Brandon. Does his Mustang have a um, cover? I would assume so. Have we ever seen it with a cover? I mean, if not, that car is actively being destroyed as we speak. <laughs> True. Which, I like, it's just full of rain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of tracks for Brandon and his cars. Does so. Dylan's car have a cover? Dylan's got a two seater. Oh, yeah. True. And I, I don't remember if Steve has two or four seats, but he has two cars. So, yeah, that's true. You know. We haven't seen that blue one in a while. Mm-hmm. I know. I think, I wonder if they returned it. <laughs> like, I don't want your blood money car. Um, yeah. And also they're looking for things to do in the newspaper. Is that a thing? Was I that mean, thing? I guess so. But like, I just love that they used the newspaper as the device to like try and do stuff when like, realistically, when we looked in the newspaper in like high school, it would be like to look up movie time. Exactly. And they're like, oh, look, there's a stripper. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what, what I mean. Like, what newspaper do the Walshes get? Stripper? Yeah, because like, aren't, yeah. I work in the advertising business. <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> I feel like I want, yeah, I want to go like get, it's specifically the Sunday AJC yeah. to just see like no, strippers, strippers. Strippers? Yeah, they definitely have strippers in that paper. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> they don't. I mean, because in all forms of media, there's like brand safe guidelines that you have to yeah, follow. Yeah, like I, well, and even if they didn't follow any sort of guidelines at this newspaper, like I can't imagine Cindy's like, yeah, we're going to get the newspaper that has strippers in the back. <laughs> and we're going to leave it on the kitchen table so the boys can look yeah, at it. Yeah, we're going to let gone. the children look at it. Yeah. Well, that is interesting that they found a stripper and a... Also, did it occur to you guys that, like, the massages were not actual massages? It kind of crossed my mind. It made me think of all the spas in quotation marks, like... Well, and yeah, like, you're having someone come to a house to massage three teenage boys. Like, even if it was normal massages, I feel like it would be, like, a TV trope to, like think it was going to be something mm-hmm. more than that and then like hijinks ensue yeah all of a sudden <laughs> hijinks ensue yeah exactly all of a sudden we've got an entirely different show on our hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> it makes me think of the office 
Because that's definitely something that Michael Scott would do. Totally. He would make it so weird. Like, as soon as they touch him, he'd be like, no, I can't do it. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And then they're just like, you don't want a back massage? Didn't that legit kind of happen with um, the chair girl? Remember? It was in, like, the catalog or whatever. And she was, like, the chair model. turned out she was dead. Yeah, she was dead. Yeah. But he was, like, in love with her and wanted to get in contact with her. Should have checked the newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Scranton Daily News. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they they hire the stripper. And after also, th- they could have picked a better name than Brandy. It was upsetting <laughs> me so much when they say she's Brandon's cousin. I was like, Brandy, Brandon, <laughs> Brenda, Bobby. Yeah. Are you serious? There they are more f- names out there. They fucking love the letter B. <laughs> they love B. <laughs> but yeah, after they hire her. Brandon still has problems with it. Like, they've hired her, and they're waiting for her to come over, and Brandon's walking around being like, this is where my mom jazzercises, or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Aerobicizes? Aerobicizes, yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, okay. I honestly feel like, yeah, I agree. Like, I kind of feel like it's weird that Brandon's getting so weird about it, because I'm pretty sure he's, like, the horniest one out of all of them, besides maybe Steve. Well, and, like, maybe shut it down before you call her. Yeah. Because it's 1992. Like, once she is on the way, we see, like, they can't do anything about it. Exactly. Like, yeah, that was so funny when Steve tries to call her, and... He hangs up because she doesn't answer, and he's like, oh, "This means she's on the way." Like such confidence because I'm thinking like, "There's I no think other option." The, yeah, I think all the time like, "You guys, we used to make plans with people, and we trusted that they would show." Yeah, up. you just had to be like, <laughs> "All right, let's go to the mall, and I'll meet you in the food court by the froyo place at this time." Yeah, and like, you did it. Yeah, <laughs> like you were there. <laughs> Otherwise, something happened because. You made the plans. But then, yeah, like, you go to the mall and you just have to assume that your friend is actually going to meet you there. And then your parents are like, well, I'll pick you up in a couple of hours. Yeah. And then, like, if something happened and your friend doesn't show up, all of a sudden you're stuck at the mall. Yeah, you have no Because you can't call touch. your parents. Mm-hmm. God, Crazy. I can't even imagine. I know. Like, ugh. I just remember that happening, like, all the time when we'd go to, like, the skating rink. We'd go to our, our place was called Dazzle's. Dazzles. Dazzles. And uh, yeah, my parents would just like drop us off at the skating rink and then they said they'd pick us up by like whatever o'clock. And they did. Yeah. (laughs) They were there and we walked outside at that time and they were there. Now, I remember very specifically like the first time I ever did that, my parents drove me to the movie theater and I met my friend so we could go see the first Pokemon movie. (gasps) And like, yeah, we like met at the front and we like both had to go in together to buy our own tickets and then like my parents were like all right this movie is 90 minutes long mm-hmm. so i'll be back in two hours so yep. like we had a little time afterwards to go to, play to air arcade. hockey yeah <laughs> like i remember so this vividly oh yeah i don't know what i would have done if i was like eight and had to go see a movie by myself because mm-hmm. i would have been in like full panic mode yeah if she hadn't shown up i still do that thing where if like you're trying to meet someone somewhere you're just like scanning like, your head's, like, on a swivel. Mm. Just, like, did I miss them? Are they here already? What do I do? And then you, like, text. No answer. Text. No answer. Swivel. 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 Text. Swivel. <laughs> it's just this constant state of, where are they? Yeah, if you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yes, exactly. It's I like, don't want to miss I don't want to be the one, like, attached to my phone, but I'm also just, like, staring at people. <laughs> I seriously just wait in the car and wait oh, for them yeah. to text me that they're there. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, cool. Same. I'll be right there. Yeah. Which door are you at? Yeah. <laughs> 
two minutes away. <laughs> I know. I feel like I have to constantly be like, I'm on my way. I'll mm-hmm. be there soon. Yep. I'm walking out my door. I'm here. I mean, yeah, that's how you do it now. Like we're over informative with our location now. Whereas before you're like, I'll be there. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, okay. So yeah, Brandon's the one with the problem. Yeah. And then they hear the doorbell <laughs> And that's when he's like, what do I say? And Dylan goes, I hear hello is really popular. It's like, Dylan. Dylan. You slay me. You you just, you just always know what to say. Hello. And then, yeah, kind of on the same thing, like, Andrea doesn't call and say that she's going right. to come over or anything. She just shows, she just up. shows up. Looking like Paddington. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> she looked so much like a mom. Yeah, or like, you know, Morton Salt, like, <laughs> full <laughs> yellow. <laughs> But yeah, I just love that she shows up completely unannounced of like, I'm ready to work. And the guys clearly don't want her there. They're like, you could go to a museum by yourself Without that's us. not here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've done that before. I'm going to go back to reading this magazine Dylan. in your house and not talking to you. Dylan's like, yeah, but have you done it recently? <laughs> <laughs> they might have changed it. Yeah. Andrea's just like, fuck you guys. I took the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like she doesn't even live around here. She put she was sitting at home and she was like, "Well, it's raining. I'm gonna go to Brandon's." And yeah. then like you fully commit because she has to take buses. She probably had to do some transfers. She definitely had to walk in the rain because you know there's no bus stop outside Casa Walsh. Right. So it's like this is like a two hour, one way trip, ish. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't. And we then still don't know where they where Van Nuys is. And <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. South. <laughs> and then she's there for however long and then has to make her way back. So just to make it worth it, she's probably got to be at the Walsh house at least four hours. Yeah. Well, just and to then break like, even. And then like, is she assuming that Brandon's going to give her a ride home? Does she right. have to keep an eye on the bus timetables to leave? Maybe that's why she kind of left abruptly because she's like, oh, oh, it's uh, 436. I have approximately 12 <laughs> minutes to get to the bus stop. <laughs> I know. I would not put it past her. That sounds yeah. really right. But... <laughs> Like, the excuses that they make when Brandy shows up and Brandon's like, she's my cousin and we're doing a genealogy report. Like, Andrea would know if there was homework about a genealogy <laughs> so report. Because you would assume they're in mostly the same classes, so unless she just wasn't in that class. Oh, my but God, like, though. When she walks in the door, when Brandy walks in the door and Steve's got her coat and he just, like, slaps the coat on the door, like, pretending <laughs> to hang it up, that was, like, a subtle comedic genius right there. That was hilarious. I don't know if it was in the script, but that was so funny. Just, like, slap. I laughed drop. very hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone else noticed it. No, I love Steve so much. Like, John came in to make coffee, like, during the super long intro, and he was just like, does this happen every episode? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yes. It does. And then, like, Steve popped up, and I was like, this is my favorite. And John was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. You'll see it. Steve grows on you. Like, I remember early on in this podcast, like, we were just like, Steve is gross. Well, and, like, and he was he so mean creepy? all the time. Yeah. And then, like, so, like, slowly, he's just like, He's really funny. And endearing. Like, I can see how he's, like, getting dates and stuff. Ever since the Ross Wienerblatt pokers club and <laughs> With the little chamber mustache. music, when he wore that mustache, I've I've loved him ever since. <laughs> well, and, like, Mary and I were talking about this a little bit the other day of, like, Steve actually shows emotions 
Mm-hmm. And like there have been several times where Brandon probably should have started crying and didn't, but we have seen Steve like ugly cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen him cry a bunch of times. Yeah. And Dylan gets yep. emotional too. Like, because mm-hmm. I specifically remembered the episode where Steve's car gets stolen and he flips his shit. Oh, he's yeah. so upset and he's crying. And like Brandon's gotten a DUI. He almost like killed that guy when he got the DUI. He's been in mm-hmm. jail for that. Like he had his car completely destroyed with the drugs. He got drugged by his girlfriend. Like all this shit. And he has never shed a tear. Like you would think, especially after the episode where he got drugged, where like all of his serotonin is completely depleted. Mm-hmm. That he should have cried. Yeah, like well, he should have yeah, like broken you, down. You think of like his car got completely destroyed. His oh, parents yeah. were yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Like Emily completely betrayed his trust. His serotonin levels are completely destroyed. And he's just like, I got to go to work. I almost wonder if it's just like a defense mechanism, right? Like he doesn't like it could be that whole trope of like machismo, like boys don't cry. Yeah. And like, you got to be tough. So you just push it down. And that's why he gets so angry all the time is because like when he keeps pushing down all these feelings and then he snaps and just yells at everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like literally a perfect example of toxic masculinity. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I think that's what's done it is like, I see stuff like that. And then I see like Dylan having that really emotional scene where he was like sleeping in his family's cabana and had oh the little gosh, lighter yeah. and like, you get Steve crying, and I'm like, this is what makes Steve grow on me. Yeah. When the boys actually show the emotion and, like, show that they are human mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just meet me, rebot, re, robot, Yeah, not just, like, I want Kelly, and if I can't have her, I'm going to be mean. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, like, they have such a cute little relationship that I love, and Dylan and Brenda have a wonderful relationship full of self-respect and, like, also just humor and, and like, And then nice. Brandon just negs women. Yeah. <laughs> he sure does. And everyone else. But yeah. Okay. Well, and then we learn, because the stripper has, like, been here, and I'm not going to just refer to her as a stripper. She has a name, guys. Brandy. Yes. We can't forget that name. <laughs> but she says that she's, like, in school, and she Yeah, she's going for her master's in, like, social work or something, yeah, I wrote, of course the stripper has a heart of gold and she's going for her master's and has a five-year-old. It's like, why can't she just be a stripper? Yeah, I mean, that would have been a good thing to probably just, like, keep at, like, because then, but at the same time, it's honestly probably more realistic that, like, they aren't just things to objectify. They're well, yeah, and that's totally fine. <laughs> but, like, on top of all of that, she's also in the Peace was in yeah, the Peace yeah, Corps. Yeah. She met her husband in the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Her husband is a novelist working on a book about the Zen of surfing. <laughs> right. And like all of this stuff. Like, lit- like, I don't understand why she couldn't just be a stripper and then be like, yeah, I have a son to take care of or right. like normal right. stuff. But they had to be like, well, we made her a stripper. So the scales are like completely tilted in the bad thing. So we have to put her in the Peace Corps getting a master's degree, financially supporting her entire family. Oh, and did we mention her family's awesome? True. They did lay it on a little thick there. They, they laid it on just very thick. Left it on, I have a kid. Yeah. And I'm supporting like, us. It would like, have been fine. Like, Brandon gets so emotionally squirly. attached, uh, yeah, like, around women with kids. Yeah. Like, this has happened before right. where, like, he was like, I'm ready to help take care of your son. Yeah. Like, a baby would have been totally fine. That's all they needed. Ooh. But then Andrea leaves, 
And she immediately like gets to work. And I was, and I was like, like right, Brandy, go. <laughs> go. And then Steve is like, what did you say? Do fries come with that shake while she's just yes. like barely unzipped her dress and then zips it back up? Yeah. Like you can absolutely tell it was all dubbed. Like yeah. all of it was just dubbed. And like, I love that she's ready to get to work and Steve's like, I'm ready to see some titties. <laughs> That's the thing. They, at least they were both on the same page. Like, she's ready to go, and he's ready to see it. Like, <laughs> But then Dylan is probably, like, perfectly Dylan and just, like, kind of chilling. Yeah, he's just, like, Dylan's chilling. Chillin'. Chillin'. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really imagine Dylan just being, like, I mean, she's stripping, and I am, you know, I did hire her to come strip for me, so mm-hmm. I'm cool it with it. But Brandon's, like, absolutely not. This is not happening. I've learned you have a child now. Mm-hmm. I can't objectify you. He's like, I have to save you. Yeah. One of his like uh, moves, like his mannerisms that he does is he just like he like. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that yeah, for like the like audio. Trying to stop time. Like, all right. His come his, on, guys. His arms are up at like a ninety degree angle, yeah. like bent elbows, and just pushes in front of him, like, like he's just trying to like make the situation. Like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> exactly, and he like uses his head as like momentum. Like, hey, guys, stop. Like, we got to stop this. I have to be, like, this is his, like, golden boy moment of, like, she is a human. Yeah. (laughs) She's not just Brandy from the back of the newspaper. Brandy Max. (laughs) (laughs) I have been in 400 adult films. In just the last year. (laughs) Parks and Rec. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Brandon's like, no, 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 we can't do this. And mm-hmm. I think that like, they do pay her yeah. for her time. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to leave. And it and actually Jim works. And Cindy. Yeah, it actually works out really well for timing because Jim and Cindy would have come home with a naked woman dancing <laughs> where Cindy aerobicized. And you know they would have said that. They would have been like, your mother aerobicizes here. <laughs> this is where I do my yoga. How dare you? I got sweaty right there. But, like, yeah, she's like, I'm Cindy's cousin Brandy. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, good for Brandy. Of, like, sensing, she like, remembered, I need to keep and, yeah. this up. Like, because these boys clearly are out of their league or, like, out of their realm here. And so mm-hmm. I need to just keep this up. So, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? I'm still getting paid no matter what. I know. I love that she, like, totally went for it. And then Cindy's like, wait. <laughs> I'm Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brandon's like, Cindy's. Also, Steve's cousin. Cindy Sanders. <laughs> and then they're like, wouldn't that just be Steve's cousin? <laughs> Wait, if the cousin of your cousin is also the cousin, are you cousins? <laughs> like, no. It's like, that's my mom's sister's kid, and then uh, his like, cousin on his dad's side. <laughs> yeah, it's like in Mean Girls. Well, yeah, you have your cousins. And then your first cousins. No. No, that's not right, no. is it? No. See, it made me think of Space Pulse when they're like, I am your father's brother's <laughs> yeah. nephew's cousin's former roommate. Yeah. And what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon just is like, well, you know Beverly Hills. Everyone has blended families. And yeah, and him. Jim like totally goes He's like, in oh, it. yeah, you're right. I was like, how is how is he getting away with this? Because he gets away with everything and the well, Walshes don't know how to punish their kids. Well, and then later... Like, Jim does come by and is like, oh, by the way, I found her business card. Remind me to tell you about a bachelor party. And John goes, 
there is no way the dad is that cool. And I was like, I have so much to tell you about yeah. Brandon. Oh, my God. Like, like, you know how, like, people say, like, when you have kids, like, you never really know how to be a parent, but then you just have kids and you just kind of do and are parents and it just kind of happens. I think that totally did not happen <laughs> with Jim and Cindy. Really? Like, your 17-year-old son hired a stripper to come to your house. Yeah. And you caught him and you're just like... Let me tell you about times I've seen strippers, son. I've seen boobs. Yeah. You too? <laughs> no, John was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I was like, no, you don't understand. And then I told him about the Euphoria episode where like Brandon's car gets completely destroyed. He gets drugged, all of this stuff. And then they find out that Brenda left him at the club and they just turn on her and forget everything about Brandon. Also in the DUI episode when Brandon gets a fucking DUI and totals his car and has to get picked up from jail. And yet they're mad at Brenda, Brenda for trashing the house. Yeah, they yeah. yell at Brenda for cleaning up a wine stain. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, John was like, there's no way dad's that cool. And I was like, you don't understand. Yeah. And like, I wish I had time to tell you. You know what? Yeah. John should listen to my podcast. Like, and then everyone he'd know. should. Everyone should listen to this podcast. Tell your friends. <laughs> Love but, you. like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's it. Like that's literally it. That's all that happened with yeah. them. And like Andrea never finds out. And I love when Andrea is just like, I'd love to talk to you more, Brandy. Brandon, you have her number, right? Oh yeah. He's like, I can get in touch with her. He's like, I know where to get it. I really hope he gives her the business card. And it's like, you wanted to talk to Brandy. Yeah. Was this like, do you remember that like call service or whatever? It was like a, um, it wasn't star 69, although that would have been perfect if it was, but it was like, <laughs> Remember, or like a 1-800 number or something, and people would give it out as like pranks, and it would be to like call, like a call girl or something. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Is that what they called, or was this legitimately like an escort type service like thing? Or like, is Brandy an entrepreneur, and right. she put her own yes. ad in the newspaper? Oh, I love that I, journey for her. I hope it was like just a classified ad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. But. Craigslist just, before Craigslist? Yeah, yes. exactly. Brandy's list. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody make it. Um, you can't now. Yeah, you yeah, can't now. It true. Um, the only other thing like I have to say about this is they went through so much effort to try and hide the fact that she's a stripper from Andrea, who Andrea, if she knew, I don't think it would have made any difference. I don't think so. Like I feel I like I don't think it would have mattered that she was a stripper. I think it would have mattered that the boys hired her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like I can totally, I totally agree. Like, I think Andrea would have zero problem with Brandy being one because, like, she's all about female empowerment. Yeah, and, she'd like, be like, whatever. you're an entrepreneur. You're supporting your family. You're yeah. doing all of this stuff. Like, Sex work she, is work. Yeah. Yeah. But she would get mad at Brandon for, like, objectifying or, like, whatever. But yeah. Well, and then Brandon would yell at her and be like, well, yeah. I'm not objectifying her anymore because now I know she's a human. Right. How dare you? Which, at the same time, like, I guess, I don't know. There's a very, that's a very interesting topic. It's like, you can't fault people for, I guess, wanting to see a stripper because why would there be a job then for it? Like, I don't know. It's like a very weird line. Cause I'm like, I get where Andrea would come from. Like saying like, why would you object objectify this woman? But also Brandy is like totally cool with it because well, she and I think, to do I think this. that's where it's yeah. okay. Is like, if the people that are like in sex work and choosing to be in sex mm -hmm. work and like yeah. enjoying what they're doing, 
like I think that's where it is of like I mean yeah men are objectifying women but women are taking advantage of the fact that they have mm-hmm. titties and boys want to see them to make money right so it's like an interesting thing there yeah no yeah. it definitely is yeah I just don't think Andrea would have been put off by the fact that I don't Brandy so. was a sex worker same like they really hit it off and I think they should be friends I know <laughs> that I was like so this great. is amazing like what if um like basically what if brandy helped andrea with like her college application to ucla or something or like encourages her to go into the peace corps or something like that would be so cute it's like a little mentor oh god i just really hope that like next season when they're applying for colleges she just says the word like the name brandy in passing and we just like get to hear it yeah like i'm sure it won't happen but i would just no i would just love if she was like oh yeah i'm beefing up my you know college resumes and brandy's gonna take a look at it after (laughs) class and then just like wait i would love to see brandon and steve in dylan's face if she were to ever do that (laughs) if they're like at the peach pit hanging out and then andrea comes in with brandy (laughs) they're just like (laughs) i've seen your thigh (laughs) i almost saw your netherlands (laughs) (laughs) Netherlands. (laughs) but that's it that's literally all that's all that that happens with the boys Mm -hmm. um so then the girls, yeah, the main plot are watching the color. They're watching Color Me Bad at the Peach Pit, which, like, I guess makes sense. I didn't really understand why Nat would have a TV playing MTV. Yeah, like, why would that TV have cable? I guess. Yeah, it just seemed like I like. I feel like they should have been at Donna's house or something mm-hmm. watching it. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't totally make sense to me that they were at the Peach Pit. Maybe they connect it, like, full circle at the end. I, I guess. Um, but I definitely, like, when this episode started, I was like, oh, this is a this is a new type of montage. Wait, this is a music video. I and was then it, so I was confused. literally typing it. I was like, is this a music video? And I was typing it as soon as, like, it panned out to, like, the TV. And I was like, oh, great. Look at me. (laughs) It just, it made me think of, I think it's on uh, South Park where Cartman wants to start a boy band. And he's like, well, we all have to stand on the beach and look in different directions. (laughs) (laughs) So true, though. Like, yeah, that's that's about what it was. And I love Donna mentioning that she wants to win tickets on the radio. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you won skydiving lessons. I was like continuity yeah i love that, it that was good and it's funny how like yeah wasn't it kelly that was like it which one of them said it's impossible kelly did okay yeah and then i think kelly did Maybe right brenda said it no i think kelly said it and then donna said that oh, oh you yeah. won skydiving lessons wait no maybe brenda said it because then kelly goes oh don't remind me oh yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah, that's yeah. how that's it right. went that's right yeah which was hilarious because like this was the way to win things was the yeah. radio. Like, uh, or, or like maybe going to the mall and like entering like a mm-hmm. ballot or something like that. But like this was the primary way to win tickets to things and, and stuff was the radio. Well, I do know someone in college that won tickets to like four concerts what? off the radio. And then like my friend Angela won a ton of stuff off the radio. She took me to see Modest Mouse on tickets. Mm. She won off the radio. She gave me that EDM festival, those yeah. two tickets. She won two tickets and camping passes for an EDM festival. Oh, my God. And, like, didn't live in this state. I don't remember what? how she won it. But she texts me, and she's like, do you want these? And I was like, sure. And it was, oh like, gosh. the day before we were supposed to leave. And I texted Mary and was like, 
do you want to buy one more ticket and you, me, and Michael all go do this? That's and we just amazing. went to an EDM festival for like a, literally a third of the price. That's crazy. It was awesome. It was. It was really so fun. ridiculous. It was like it was ridiculous. Well, and it was cold. Well, and that was the year before the last year it happened because the year mm-hmm. after was when like it poured yeah and like everybody got stranded and were like sleeping on pizza boxes on top of mud because they couldn't get out oh my gosh and then it never happened again and I remember seeing all that stuff and I was like man we thought we had it bad because we didn't know how to put up a tent oh also it cost like ten dollars to take a shower yeah we did not shower for the weekend because we were like this is stupid oh my gosh $10. also um like the ATM machines wouldn't read my card. Oh no! Yeah, so like I had no money. Oh my god! We were. So, yeah. I was so glad that we brought food with us. Yeah. Because Otherwise, we would have yeah. been fucked. <laughs> we had like tuna packets and like one twenty-four pack of beer, and then like no cash. And we were like. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, God. And I also passed out the first night because yeah. I got low blood sugar and oh, danced no. for two hours. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. we were just standing there. And then all of a sudden, Mary goes down. Yeah. Oh, no. And I was like. <gasps> and everyone, like, thought I was, like, overdosing on drugs. And I'm like, I didn't take anything. I just need pizza. <laughs> I know. Michael was just like, we're going to get pasta right now. Oh, my gosh. So that would have been perfect if my friend Katie was here for this because she passed out at Warp Tour one time because it was so hot. And oh, she yeah. just like got like he's exhausted or whatever. And that's how she and Megan became friends because they were like oh, really? at the same Warp Tour Aww. and she passed out and Megan brought her Gatorade Aww. and the rest is history for them. <laughs> that's so cute. Oh, that's that would a been a good cute if I've ever heard yeah, one. <laughs> it would have been a great anecdote. But don't worry, Katie, I told it for you. <laughs> You can come on the podcast and tell your version of it someday. It'll be much better. Uh, Any <laughs> But yeah, because like right after this, they go to Donna's house yeah. to try and win yes. the tickets. Yeah. Before, right. They go to Donna's house right after David shows up and is like, I'm oh, going to yeah. try and get us into the club because he's a high school DJ. <laughs> yeah. Good and luck with that, bud. St- I was like, how does David know? It? Like they're trying so hard to be like, David's actually in the music business. Right. That's like, that makes me think of when you go to the movies and they have the little like ad before the preview start and it's like, do you want to be in the movie business? Every time. Get your start <laughs> in the movie business. And I'm it's like, like, you're just a movie theater employee. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not the same thing. Every time. I'm like, you're not getting discovered for the next Jurassic Park movie working at the movie theater. It just makes me giggle every single time. Every single time. <laughs> but yeah, he thinks that they can get them or he can get them tickets or passes or whatever, which is just so not true. So now we go to Donna's house. Yeah. And they're trying to win the tickets. And Donna's mom is like, I'm talking to you. Oh, yeah. Put the phone down. And Kelly basically or Brenda teaches them all how to use redial. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. She's like, it's the greatest thing. You just, once you like hang up, you can hit redial and it'll just call the number again. Like, <laughs> And then the yeah, song plays and she's literally screaming, redial, redial, redial. <laughs> yeah. That was a great scene though. Cause I love anytime the girls get to be like, like, I don't know how to print how to like describe it, but it's just, they, they get to act like, like teenage girls. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like, oh, this is super scripted. Like, like, you have to do everything. Because, like, a couple of those little, like, screams and, like, oh, my God, that's so, 
teenage girly. No, it was so cute. I know. I love it. And like, I just, oh, I loved so much that Felice was just a Debbie Downer. And this was the same Felice that mm-hmm. we saw in the, uh, the sex. The condom episode? Yep, that one. Mm-hmm. So I love that with the first introduction of both Kelly and Donna's moms, that it's not the same mom. Yeah. But then they pick a second actress and then stick with her. And like, that's mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't work. I wonder if they ever had to recast Cindy, like, before the pilot happened. That would have been interesting. Because I can't imagine Cindy as anything other than right? Cindy. And, like, I don't know that I could really even imagine uh, any of the other parents as anybody else. But they've recast, like, everybody. I wonder if they're going to... pretty sure they recast Jack McKay later in the show. I was going to say, like, I wonder if this happens any other time. Because I I wanted to say that Jack McKay is not the same Jack McKay. Yeah, because I was looking at the wiki at one point and they were like, this is the last time we see this actor as Jack McKay. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure he gets recast. But then, yes, they don't get it, and then David shows up and is like, my dad did their manager's gum work, and I know what hotel they're staying at. <laughs> like, okay, Mel Silver is not just any oral surgeon. He is like he's a the sol- third best, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's the third best, but he's also, like, he's not telling people, but he's like a celebrity dental surgeon or whatever. He's like the tangential celebrity. Like, yeah. the guys in the band would go to the first and second best, and then <laughs> yeah. the manager goes to the third best. Yeah, it's like the crew goes to, yeah. <laughs> goes to Mel. Like, it was amazing. I was like, I guess this is what people did before, like, Twitter existed and yeah. you could actually stalk people. Right, exactly. But also, like, I think at one point, is that what they say? Yeah, I think David, once David walks in, Kelly's like, how did you get in here? Like, she's oh, still yes. so skeptical of David. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> the housekeeper let me in. She's like, I'll have to talk to her about that. I know. <laughs> Weren't they at Donna's house, though? Yes. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. I just love how skeptical Kelly still is. Like, she, she's I swear. just still like... I hate you. Yeah. Well, but she's also the realest out of all of them. If you like, she's the most savage. She has the best comebacks. And like, cause I think earlier in the episode when they were talking about, um, getting tickets or whatever. Oh, she makes a Beatles joke. What was that Beatles joke? Ringo's my favorite. That's oh, right. Yeah. Or she, I think Ringo's the cutest. And then, Kelly, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like she always comes in with like the good pop references. She comes in with like savage comments. And then she's skeptical of the serial killer that is David Silver. I love it. Also, I I think this is probably the episode in season two that kind of brings that serial killer theory back in. Oh, absolutely. Because like when they get to the hotel and David's like, well, I know how to get us to the, like. I know what hotel they're staying at. I'm going to get us into the hotel. I'm going to sneak through all the back stuff. I'm going to pretend to be on the phone so that we can creep on somebody and then see what floor they go up to. Like all of this stuff. John goes, why is this boy telling these girls what to do? <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you my theory. That is and what like, he does. Literally, yeah, we watched for a little bit longer and John was like, no, this fits. Like this <laughs> man is a stalker and he's going to murder someone. But honestly. But like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, like this is the first episode that really brings that theory back in. And I'm so glad it came back. Because, yeah, they go to the hotel. And did you notice David was standing under somebody else's umbrella? No. Like all the girls are (laughs) under an umbrella. And then some other girl is holding an umbrella. And David's (laughs) under it. What? Like... Who is she? Oh, my God. Like, I truly imagine David just, like, edged his way under her umbrella. And she was just like... 
What the fuck? <laughs> it's like when men on like the bus or the subway like manspread. Mm-hmm. This is like David's version of manspreading where he's just like, all of these umbrellas are my umbrella. <laughs> it doesn't matter whose it is. It's like, this is your umbrella? No, this is you my hold umbrella. that umbrella for me. Yeah. Oh, you're holding that for me? How nice of you. <laughs> And like, but then they they're like basically break down the barricade. I know it lasts five seconds. It's like this is intense, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of the band, but like it's it's super stalkery, but it's kind of cute that David's trying so hard because he knows Donna loves this band. That's very true. Like that is one thing that I tried to be like, okay, this isn't just about he's doing him. this for her. Yeah, this is all for her. This also would benefit him a lot because I'm sure he also really likes Color Me Bad and he's in the music, music business. So <laughs> this would be a good connection for him. But yeah, like I was trying to like grasp on onto that, that he was mm-hmm. doing this all for Donna, which was, again, I actually like their relationship. They make yeah. sense. No, they're kind of cute and mm-hmm. like... I hate it, but it's fine. Yeah, it works. I also love at the very beginning when Donna says that she liked this band before anybody else did, and then David's talking about how he's in the music business. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. You guys are perfect for each other. It's too much. Stop it. So funny. Yeah. So they go, and they rent a hotel room, and they go into the hotel, and they're, they're at the elevators to go up to the rooms. And Felice steps out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. And there was a man in that elevator with her. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. totally the guy she's having the affair with. Yeah, for sure. Like, you knew right when that happened. Yeah, this was a poorly kept secret. Well, and yeah, because she tries to say that they're on lunch break. And I'm like, why would you go up to hotel room. rooms? Mm-hmm. Like, if you rent, I guess she does say she's going to be out late or like overnight or something. Well, I think she tells Donna yeah. that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, like, it's not like they have, like, conferences on room level Yeah, doors. like, why would you go up to a room to order room service for a conference? Why wouldn't you go to the hotel restaurant? Or, or, like, every conference I've been to caters a lunch. Exactly. Or even, like, going to a different location other than the hotel. Because yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of restaurants around. Like, no, you went upstairs to Bone. Exactly. Like, Bone? obviously. Yeah. Very obviously. Exactly. And, oh, one thing I wanted to say, which this might be my quote of the week only because it was just so stupid, but David, when he buys the hotel room, he's like, I can't believe it's so easy to just buy a hotel room. It's like, yeah, you literally just go up to the counter and say, I need a room. I know. That's it. Like, he acts like it's some foreign thing to just buy a hotel room. Well, this is another, like, kind of continuity thing because in the condom episode, he was asking all the guys, like, how do I rent a hotel room? And they're like, you just go do it. (laughs) You just go to the counter. And he's like, I did it. I really did it. I need to go call Dylan. I did it. (laughs) They told me how to do it. And I remembered and I did it. And the girls are like, we weren't there for this conversation. We don't know why you're so excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so they go up to this room and Brenda's like, well, let's just call them. Like, let's yeah. call downstairs yeah. and be like, can you put me through to color me bad? <laughs> Excuse me, uh, concierge. Yes, color me bad, please. <laughs> oh, and I love that the band is under aliases and they're like, well, the manager wouldn't be under an alias. Yeah, why they, not? They probably would, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that defeats the purpose of the band being under aliases. Exactly. Like, you can still get to them somehow. And this is really where it's David's time to shine, though, because now you have to actually start legit stalking. Yeah. Yeah, because this is literally where he's like, 
we're going to figure this out. And he goes down and like pretends to be on the phone in the lobby while somebody with a pass walks by. And then like they have to figure out where the floor is and they have to figure out how to get up to the penthouse. I did love that scene though. Like when they're all like, here's a magazine and here's my face. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever see the Disney Channel original movie Get Get a a Clue? Clue? 100%. Yes, absolutely. exactly like the same thing. I knew where you were going as soon as you said Disney. I was like, yep, 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 yep. here we go, here we go. (laughs) It was so perfect. Like I love the good. Yeah. We're full Love circle. It. I don't Love know it. if we mentioned any of that while we were recording. But I was going to say, I probably cut that out. We were talking but... about Lindsay Lohan earlier, because why not? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't talk about Lindsay Lohan in their downtime? Weird people. <laughs> Actually, everyone. No one talks. That's why her show got canceled. Sorry, Lilo. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, do you listen? Send us an email. That's back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Yes, they try and take the service elevators, which of course also doesn't work because you need a key to get up to the penthouse. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there's a key sitting right there. I do love how Kelly does this though. She's like, oh yeah, this is easy. Picks it up. Moves the key. Oh, throw it back. I know. So smart. And I love that, like, Donna's like, we really shouldn't do this. We're going to get arrested. John goes, you don't get arrested for this. (laughs) Yeah, you just get kicked out. Yeah. (laughs) But, But like, yeah, Donna was like, no, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. We're going to get in so much trouble. And Kelly's just like, I'm already in the elevator. Yeah. Like... Sorry about it. This is fun and exciting now. I'm in. That's true. She's not in it for Color Me Bad. She's just in it because of, like, the thrill of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's having so much fun, like, running down the service hallways and hiding from the maids. Mm -hmm. And it's so cute. But, yeah, because Donna decides she's not going to do that. She she doesn't get in the elevator. And then Brenda and David tried the stairwell, Mm -hmm. not bothering to check if the doors lock when you close (laughs) them, which was so funny to me. Yeah, I mean, which... I guess, like, if you're, like, running and stuff, like, you're probably not thinking of it. But, yeah, they probably should have, like, tested the first one. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something I have learned in my life now is, like, check check doors before you go out them. Because, like, in most of the office buildings I've worked in, like, you can't just get back on floors. Right. Like, in hotels, I've had no problem in stairwells. But, like... You can't in office buildings. Right. But yes, they go to the stairs. Kelly's in the elevator. Donna decides to go back to the room because that's their, like, base of operations. That's where they're all going to meet up if they get split up. And it just so happens that her mom's room that she's having the affair with the is guy right there. is right there. Oh, my God. And she doesn't see her. And she comes out and she's like, well, I'm ready for dessert. Stop it. Yeah. Gross. I, I never pictured Felice as, like... A mom that still gets it. Like, yeah. Because she's always been presented to us as, like, total mom. Well, and she's very, like, I don't know the word I want to use. Prude, I Yeah, guess? yeah. Or, like, where she's prudent. Like, yeah. Well, she's like, you can't have sex because you're going to get pregnant and die. And so yeah. I was like, well, she doesn't have sex. Because exactly. Because she's yeah. not trying to get pregnant, so she just doesn't have sex. Right. It's it, Yeah, she came in, She kind of gave off the vibes of, like, asexual. Like, just, I, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're done down here. It's yeah. It's never happening again. <laughs> yeah. 
But nope. Oh, poor Donna, though. I know. And she's going to be so alone because everyone's trying to get to the penthouse and they're not going to think to like go back to the room to meet up with her. And she's alone and she immediately rushes to the room to call her dad. Which is so sweet and sad. And her dad's name is Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) They named their daughter Donna. (laughs) It was so cute. (laughs) But that is uh, so sad. It was so sad. And she's like, when uh, Brenda and David come back later and they're completely soaked and they want to dry off. And she is just on the corner of the bed holding a pillow. I don't fully understand why she didn't just tell them. Like, I yeah, it took her a minute, and because mm-hmm. I kind of assumed she wasn't gonna tell them. Yeah, like when at it all. took her a minute mm-hmm. to tell them, I was like, I guess she's not gonna say anything, and then she does. And I guess, obviously, they probably just needed it for drama in the episode. But if that had happened to me, I would have immediately told someone. That's just my. I guess inclination is just like something bad happens. I have to tell someone. Well, and I probably wouldn't have told anyone, hmm. but like I wouldn't have told anyone. I wouldn't have like just waited 20 minutes mm-hmm, to tell mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like they come in and she's like, well, you know, it didn't really work out. You're all wet. We should just go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, there's their hairdryer. We're staying. And mm-hmm. then she's just like bummed. Which, yeah, it's sad. Donna. But then, Kelly does get up to the penthouse. She sure does. And she's talking, yeah, she's talking to that groupie. Mm-hmm. And I just love that they're just like, different strokes. <laughs> yeah, like literally it's like almost like they're looking in the mirror, you know, but like nah. saying different things. And it's like the difference in like real world, perceived real world. real world. Well, yeah, because Kelly's just like, oh, you're here to party with the band. And then the other girl is like, you're, you're here and you don't know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's like a total difference of like somebody who literally lives out in the real world and someone who's in high school. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like very clearly a child. She's like, what do you think is going to happen when these four adult men who are used to groupies mm-hmm. see you here? Exactly. But then like Kelly runs around the corner and sees Brian with the aggressive mustache. And just like it feels like his chest hair is just growing and like – it's eventually going to take over his whole face. Like, should we help him? <laughs> so this is where I, like, looked up all the Wikipedia stuff for him. Well, the band in general. Mm-hmm. And that man was arrested oh, for boy. attempted assault <gasps> on one of the other band members in 2018. So they were performing I Want to Sex You Up. And he, like, attacked the other guy on stage and says, I'm fucking color me bad. Whoa. And then got arrested. Yeah, him. That man. Oh, no. And then on August 31st, 2019, Color Me Bad performed at a 90210 charity event that was hosted by Brian Austin Green, which I feel like we would know if we watched the reboot, but I can't watch the reboot because I don't want spoilers, so I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. But yeah, Brian Austin Green had a charity event for Generosity Water and got Color Me Bad to come perform. Weird. And I was like, that's amazing. Because I did not know this was a real band before this episode. And now I know not only is it a real band, they're still performing. Crazy. Hey, I guess that uh, high school DJ gig really just... It really paid off. off. (laughs) He transitioned it into the lucrative business of podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. 
But yeah, she meets him. And at first I wrote down his name was Brian Adams and then Ryan Adams and then Brian Abrams. So I finally got it right. <laughs> I know. I kept being like, they have to be Brian Adams. It's Brian Adams. It's like, it's not Brian Adams. I know. I messed it up. I backspace, backspace, type backspace like three times until I finally got Brian Abrams. I could have sworn they said Adams like yeah. a million times. Exactly. Yeah. I had on subtitles this time though because like... I think you said that you always watch it with yeah, subtitles, and so I wanted to try it just to see if, like, anything different and you happened. you picked up anything? Mm-hmm. Especially with the music and stuff, and I didn't, but then it was like, I saw Abrams. I'm like, no, type Abrams fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you you just can't, because, like, your, your brain is like, there is no Brian Abrams. Mm-hmm. There is only Brian Adams. Exactly. But yeah, like, he needs a dollar, so she gives him a dollar, and then... He, he gives her four passes to the concert and, and takes her to meet row. her friend. Yeah. yeah. She's like, well, I have three friends. And he's like, I have three friends, too. Come sit in the room with me and my band. That was so creepy. I immediately I got was worried. very uncomfortable. Yes. I was like, she's 17. Well, and also I got worried because of her history. Yeah. Because well, she's like, been in two bad situations. Yeah. And she's just going alone to a room with four with guys men. that like. It probably realistically you can assume mm-hmm. would expect something from right. teenage girls sneaking up to the penthouse to mm-hmm. meet them and i'm pretty sure i looked up just the wikipedia page for color me bad and i'm pretty sure brian abrams was born in like 69 so that would have made him like what 23 i think fast so math? oh i'm so bad at fast math. yeah 23 yeah yes they're all in their like early 20s because, yeah, I looked and the others are, like, born in the 70s, mm-hmm. like, 1970 or 1969. Right. So it's, like, mm. Yeah, it's just, like, a little weird. And then, yeah, they're talking. I don't remember the conversation that they had at all. I don't care. I don't think I did either. Like, they talk about, like, I thought it was just such unrealistic writing that Kelly's, like, well, I'm not really a fan of you guys. Yeah. Like, I think you're fine, but, like. I just don't really listen to your music. Oh, that's what they talked about. That she was like, "What's it like having fans?" And Brian Abrams was like, "I love it." That's all I remember. No, yeah, I, I don't remember the names of anyone else. I anyway. don't care at all. And yeah. then like she calls the room that everybody else is in from there to say exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. But by now they know that Donna's mom is having the affair, and yeah. they're like, "Well, you should go to the concert, but we're just gonna go home." And it was like. What? That makes no sense. Yeah. No, they would definitely want to go to the concert. Well, and I don't think that Kelly would have insisted on... Like, it's weird that Brenda was like, no, 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 you go. Donna would kill you if you didn't go. Well, and yeah, because Kelly was like, I want to be with my friend. And Brenda's like, no, go to the concert. Yeah. And then she goes to the concert. It's not that believable. At least... It was a weird... me, I would never, A, be Brenda, and B, be Kelly in this situation. Like, I would insist on being with my friends or yeah, that my you friends would, came with me. You would have I probably would have insisted that Donna get in the elevator with me and like yes. take her up there. Yes. Like I don't think I would have just like abandoned her mm-hmm. to go by myself for a band that I don't really care about that yeah. I know is her favorite band. That's the thing is like she could care less about this band. This is Donna's favorite band. Yeah, it just seemed like a weird way to try and wrap the whole thing up mm-hmm. to be like, well, Kelly goes to the concert and then she gets Color Me Bad to come eat burgers pit. at the Peach mm-hmm. Pit. True. And then Donna doesn't Which... go and then like they get her to the, like she just happens to be at the Peach Pit because mm-hmm. that wasn't orchestrated. Right. Unless like, it was in Screensville, but for all we know. But they never it. mention it. Right. So like we can't know. And like where would Kelly have gotten a phone? Yeah, like 
I mean, it's a band. They probably have a car phone. Yeah, you're right. But like, but still, it was just weird. And then they all go to leave the hotel except for Kelly, mm-hmm. and that's when Miss Martin shows up and is just like. Donna, I thought you left hours ago. I was like, how does she still have a bitchy attitude when she just spent the whole afternoon having an affair? Also, she just got laid. Why is she a bitch? Yeah, like she's like thinking she's on some high moral ground here. I literally wrote moral high ground. So like it's super shitty that Donna's mom takes such a moral high ground on sex Mm -hmm. when she's having an affair and then Donna calls her on it. Right, which is good. I'm glad Donna called her out on it, but it's still just like she doesn't back down from it. She's just like, no, I can do this because I'm an adult or like whatever. Yeah. But I love that Donna calls her shit on it Mm -hmm. and like isn't afraid to have this conversation because that's when they're back at the Walsh's house Mm -hmm. and she like tells the Walsh's all of her family business. Which – And then, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But then – yeah, so she gets really upset. She yells at her mom. She runs back to the kitchen, and then Cindy goes out to talk to Felice and is like, well, Donna can stay here if she needs to. Yeah, like basically to cool off and yeah, whatever. <clears throat> but Which the- that happened with Jackie and Kelly, too. Yeah, no, I'm totally cool with this. Mm-hmm. And then she talks to Donna and tells her about the 17-year itch episode yeah. that I don't think Donna was in, maybe. Yeah. Maybe she was for like, oh, because <laughs> I love it. Like, she was keeping a marriage in balance. It's like walking a tightrope. Anyone can slip. And Donna goes, well, you never slip. And then she, Cindy's like, sigh. Come sit next to me while <laughs> I tell you all about the time I almost had an affair. Which I get Cindy's just trying to be like, people aren't perfect. But also, like, she's 17. Well, and I think this is... Yeah, she's 17, and, like, now she knows that, like, David's parents are divorced. Kelly's parents have been through several divorces. Steve's parents are divorced. The Walshes have had, you know, almost affairs. Her Mm -hmm. parents are having affairs. Like, this is probably really going to mess with her, you know. Belief in marriage and stuff, yeah. On the bright side, now she has something to go talk to a therapist about. Very true. Yes, continuity. She has a real problem now. Oh my! And Felice is the one that was like, "You gotta have a real problem to talk to a therapist." I hope Donna is like, "Well, mom, how about that real problem, eh? Like, let's go. Take me to therapy." (laughs) Does Donna drive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, she does. She's driven in other episodes. I think she drives to the beach club at least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. And then, yeah, so she goes home and talks to Felice, and Felice says the exact same thing that Cindy said of, like, yeah, I'm having an affair, but I've never stopped loving you, and I will always love you, and I'm going to tell your dad about it, and Mm -hmm. I love you. Cool. Okay. And then David (laughs) shows up and wants her to come to the peach pit, and she doesn't want to go, but her mom tells her to go, and then she goes and eats a disgusting sundae. Yeah. And then Kelly shows up, and she's like, I met some boys at, a, at the concert, and they asked where the best burgers were, so, you know, I brought them here. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, she brought randoms to the peach pit when you're having such a bad day? Mm-hmm. Rude. Yeah. And then she walks in with Donna's favorite band. Yeah. I was like, suck it, everyone. Yeah, all is fine. <laughs> yeah, because Kelly's being a good friend. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I, I mean, crazy unrealistic. However... I love that Kelly was, like, still trying to do something for Donna. Like, she doesn't even know the situation, really. She well, yeah. just knows Donna wasn't able to get to go see the show. 
Well, and I love that like she walks in and Donna's like, how was the concert? Tell me everything. And Kelly's like, how are you? Right, right. Yeah. That's the thing. Kelly, okay. Low key. Kelly is the best character on the show. I don't care what anyone thinks. She is the best person, friend, and character. (laughs) I mean, I think this is why I just love Kelly and Steve. Yeah. Like, together, separate, the relationship between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. They're so good. They're they're such fleshed out characters. I know. And like, we just don't get that with other people. Like, Brandon is in this scene for no reason. reason. Like, he hands food and then like, they keep going to him, like, while Color Me Bad is singing mm -hmm. and he's just like, standing there. Yeah, he's like the peanut gallery. Yeah, I was like, cool. Yeah, Brandon's at work. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Get out of here. Like, there was just no point of it, but like, whatever. But yeah, and then Kelly gets them to come to the peach pit and says she told them they had to sing for their supper. And so they serenade Donna. <laughs> Which is cute. Like, this is adorable. I would die if that had been like in Sink or Backstreet Boys back in the day. I would have died. I know. Yeah. Well, granted, when I was 17, that wasn't who the popular when I was, was. Yeah, when I was 17, who would I have wanted it to be? My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Wait, no, that's like two years before that. Yeah, yeah. that was more like... 2005. Hmm. What was 2007? I mean, I think what my favorite band at that point was Silver Sun Pickups. I mean, I could have had Haley Williams serenade me from Paramore, oh. so <laughs> they're still my favorite band. Oh, God. That would be a good one. I mean, let's or be like real. Taylor Fall Swift. Out Boy. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm going to stick with My Chemical Romance yeah. because if Gerard Way ever appeared anywhere <gasps> that I was, whether mm-hmm. I was still actively listening to his music or not, mm-hmm. I probably would have reverted back into fangirl mode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think from a not necessarily strong vocal band, Taking Back Sunday for me. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah see, that's another thing that I'm thinking of, of like... Who would be good Yeah, who are the people that I would be good to listen to because yeah i was like silver sun pickups mm-hmm. i think can sing mm-hmm. and like their music is so like low-key that i think i'd be fine without all the guitars and whatever yeah but yeah then i'm like fallout boy like i mean you can sing but like the music really the music makes brings it. it all together for sure Ooh, maybe dashboard confessional would be a good one because they do a bunch of like softer acoustic stuff like hearing yeah. hands down just saying to me oh my god I'd freak out. Sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what happens. Like, Donna gets so excited and I then, like, know. kisses David, which is whatever. I'm cool with it. Like, I just... I stand them. It's fine. I like it. I like their relationship, but I just can't get over David. That's fine. I don't necessarily want to see them make out like we see Dylan and Brenda, but, like, yeah, like I'm happy they do it. That's, like, <laughs> I am totally fine with this relationship, but, like, Brian Austin Green still seems like a baby to me. True. That's and true. And it's still really weird to me that, like, he and Donna are together, so, like, seeing him glom onto her neck. Yeah. You know, like, that's exactly what I, I'm just like, stop it. You can, What I am happy about, though, like, yes, I totally agree. I think David still seems like a little boy. But you can really tell that he really likes her. Yes. Like, really, really likes her. So yeah, I'm I mean, this whole that. episode, he was doing all of this stuff just for her. Exactly. Which was adorable. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. good with that. Um, so, yeah. What did you rate the episode? I wanted to give it an A because I really liked it, but I gave it a B plus because I had a better alliteration for it. Okay. And it was bad with two Ds, boy bands. 
Oh, okay. Because I was also thinking with the boys being together. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I didn't think of anything. I want to give it an A, though. Yeah. Because I really liked it. I really liked it, too. It was a good episode. I really liked this whole episode. Um, A for... I feel like every time it's an A, I can only use Andrea. (laughs) It's true. Or like A for (laughs) Andrea's friends with a stripper. Yeah. I don't know. As Paddington. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to go through my notes and be like, do I use any other A words? No. No, I don't. Um, Oh, also, fun fact, the actress who plays Brandy is the voice of Odette from The Swan Princess. Oh, interesting. I loved that movie so much. (laughs) She's Odette in all of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, like, looked her up because I was like, I don't, like, I always have to look up what everybody does. And then I saw The Swan Princess and I was like, she's in The Swan Princess? And then she's The Swan Princess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's, like, one of the best non-Disney 90s cartoon movies about princesses. I'm, yeah, I'm having a whole thing lately where I just want to rewatch all of the 90s cartoons that weren't Disney. So, like, The Swan Princess, The Princess and the Goblin, uh, The Last Unicorn. Anastasia. Anastasia. Mm. Like, all of those. I'm, like, I really just want to find them. And watch them. I have some of them, but I don't have all of them. I have some of them too. I definitely have the last unicorn. I, th- the last unicorn, I think is on like stars or something. So I've been meaning to watch it. Um, I th- do I have this one, princess? I definitely have the princess and the goblin. I have this one, princess on VHS for sure. It's, I think I house. might have bought it on DVD at like Walmart in college. Like I went through a phase in college where I just bought all the five dollar DVDs at Walmart, so I have the weirdest fucking movies. That's like amazing. Thumbelina. Oh, yeah, Thumbelina. I love Thumbelina. That's another one. Did I ever tell you? This is totally unrelated, but um, Michael went to Goodwill one time and bought me the Lizzie McGuire movie <gasps> on VHS and surprised me with it because I was sick. Oh. And I was like. I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. There were several. I was thinking of one yesterday and I can't remember what it was, but whatever, it's really not important. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cute. Oh, it was because he bought me a book. The first gift he gave me was Fahrenheit 451. Oh wow. Aww. Yeah. And then That's he a also good book. he took me to the aquarium and bought me the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> so clearly we're meant to be. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. Like, that's so much cuter than using your stalking skills to get you into a hotel to find a band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's be- nice, but a VHS copy of Lizzie McGuire. Like, yeah. perhaps Kelly was a better boyfriend than David was. This I was just absolutely. about to say that. No, that, absolutely. Because Kelly actually made something happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian was like, how are you? Yeah. For knowledge, David didn't really... Well, yeah, because David shows up to take her to the peach pit without, like, asking. Checking in. Yeah, mm-hmm. not like, hey, how yeah. are you? Also, David just keeps walking into her house. <laughs> also, when he found out about the affair, he's like, well, now you know what it's like to have parents that suck. Yeah. I know. I was like, that is, stop. Not how you do it. No. Ugh. Oh, David my- gets an F. Everyone yeah. else gets an A. I do have a quote of the week and it's a very minor one, like very, very minor, but I laughed at it. And it was when color me bad, got to the peach pit, Kelly's introducing everyone. And then she goes, Oh, and that's David Silver. I love that (laughs) so much. I was like, she introduced everybody but David. And then she was like, Oh yeah. And, and he's like, what? Oh, 
this is David Silver. I just love it. No. Anytime so I think that's actually kind of funny because she was like, I have four friends. And then she's like, that's Donna and or I have three friends or whatever. Yeah, she's three like, friends. that's Donna, that's Brenda, and that's Brandon. Oh, and David Silver. <laughs> so they're like, wait a minute, you have four friends? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't mention that. Is he not a friend? <laughs> no. Yeah, she'd say no. Yeah, she'd say no. <laughs> no, he just, he's the son of my mom's fiance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's her future stepbrother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, better than like them ever potentially like hooking up randomly. Thank <laughs> God that's off the table. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm so yeah. glad. Oh, my gosh. Like, mm, guys, I don't like it. Ugh. Well, I, I mean, that that's wraps it. Up the that's episode. the episode. Mm-hmm. And it was a good one. We've had a couple, like... We had some real... I feel like this uh-huh. season, the end of this season is doing real good. Well, and that's why I'm like, why are there so many episodes? Because the middle just is bad. And then the end And maybe really that's good. the thing is, like, you know, so they wanted to have the summer episodes. So that's why the season gets extended to 28 episodes. But, mm-hmm. like... Maybe they should have done summer episodes and then a mid-season break and right. then come right. back. Mm-hmm. But like they just kept trying. They just to don't do that, and they out. just try and force them to come up with six more scripts worth of stuff. Because mm-hmm. like that's what we keep saying is like there's there's too much bullshit happening in these episodes. But yeah. like last episode was real tight. Mm-hmm. This episode, like honestly, a lot happens, but it felt really tight. Yeah, like it didn't really feel like a long episode or like, okay, how much time do we have left in this episode? Or like you know? there was no reason to have this plot in yeah. here because we could have focused on the other. Mm-hmm. And there like, wasn't a reason to have this B plot, but it didn't make it didn't make you think this shouldn't be in here. Yeah, it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I was totally fine with this one. It it wasn't one of the ones where they have a really insensitive B plot. When you have a really intense A plot. Exactly. Like it could have been, but I just don't think that's the feeling I got off Mm -hmm. of it. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. Yep. I'm for it. I stand by my A. Same. Well, my B plus, but I wanted to give it an A. I just had a better alliteration. (laughs) So Um, yeah. So what do we got next week? So next week we have season two, episode 27, Mexican Standoff, and I'm worried about it. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to (laughs) be. We haven't had great episodes with like racial undertones oh god <laughs> and i don't know i don't know if that's what that is but it makes me nervous yeah i mean it could like they're like well we've had enough black people yeah we haven't Ooh. had a brown person in a while Oof. i mean i hope that's not what it is yeah we'll find out we'll find out yeah so you can figure out what happens to that next week when that episode comes out until then you can follow us on instagram and twitter at back to podcast yeah and you can also send us an email and, and leave us your own thoughts comments questions concerns questions would be really cool yeah if you start sending us questions at our email address then we'll read them out maybe do a special we'll answer thing. them yeah. yeah so yeah just uh that's back to podcast at gmail.com that's b-a-c-k-t-o podcast at gmail.com and then speaking of reading things out, if you go to iTunes and leave us five stars and, you know, rating, review, da-da-da-da-da, we'll shout you out on the episode. We'll, you know, get one of those. We just had a couple. We don't have any this week. But those really help us with the, you know, metrics and, like, being seen. And and so other people can find us. And then other people can send us questions. And then you guys can hear us talk about lots of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So from all of us at Back To Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.